morning good morning good morning good afternoon and good night Sherman show yep we're back uh, today is Monday November 20th 2023 this is the Mayan virus show I'm Bobby flood that it's Jordan Bruno over here Jordan Bruno over there it is uh, Thanksgiving week in the United States that's right. Got any big plans, traditions? What What do you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, we usually have some food, family, <laughs> football. Yeah, the three F's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we'll do this year. I I was laughing and also crying recently because you remember when we were uh, we're old enough to remember the. The pre-internet days and the it's days, getting to be pretty old, isn't it? <laughs> the days before internet shopping, you know, we remember a world without Amazon and before Cyber Monday and uh, Black Friday back in the day used to be quite an event. You would you would get up at three in the morning, maybe not you specifically, but you would get up in the middle of the night and go wait in line at Walmart or wherever and. It'd be a little bit of a madhouse. I, n- I never liked doing that, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I did do it a couple of times. And But now that's... When you say the middle of the night, I mean, how early would you really get up? Because some people would camp out for... People would camp and stores uh, would open... A couple of days. Stores would open really early in the morning. Were people camping out for a couple of days, like at Best Buy, Circuit City? Remember these? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there one called Ultimate Universe or something? There were these massive electronics stores about yeah, the 20, o- 25 years ago. The only one left I, that I know of in this area is Best Buy. It's kind of a shell of a store. And they've, they've, they've uh, shrunk. I think there's still one called Fry's Electronics, but I don't know if Utah has one of those. But it was a big event, and now this year especially, I'm seeing, I was getting emails and seeing advertisements for Black Friday deals, like, before Halloween. <laughs> like, our Black Friday sale starts now. And I, I wonder if that's just because retailers are capitalizing on that, that Black Friday idea, or if retailers are really struggling because consumers are spending less. And so the retailers are realizing we need black November to, yeah. get, to get into the black here, uh, you know, to become profitable. We need a lot more sales. I don't know. I don't know, but it's like, it's insane. But on a positive note, I think more of these retailers, see Black Friday started encroach on Thanksgiving itself, which mm-hmm. I think was like the ant- mm-hmm. the antithesis of Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Like, like I think there's been some comedic bits about oh we go from gathering around the table and and and, and praying and thanking God for all that we have and spending quiet time with family 
to an hour later trampling people so we can get a better deal on a television. <laughs> like, like it was a little bit of a uh, of a contradiction. A strange juxtaposition. Yeah, it was. Hmm. And still is. But uh, anyway, happy uh, Thanksgiving week and happy Thanksgiving to all of our incredible listeners, all seven of them. What, what, is, your fa- seven. what is your favorite holiday then? Do you have a favorite holiday? Yeah, I've got a couple. Like I, I do like Thanksgiving. And like I, I was going to say, yeah, I really do like Thanksgiving. The feeling of Thanksgiving, whether you're watching football or not, just... Having food with no expectations of anything other than hanging out with family. Yeah, there's no stress and about gifts or giving or getting gifts yeah. like Christmas. There's it's it's warm inside. It's cold outside. <laughs> it's uh, good food. Usually, you know, it, it's interesting if you go to a big family gathering, you're going to get the different conversations with people you haven't seen for a while, right? Which can be, uh, with saw, politics lately, that gets to be a little bit nerve-wracking for some. I saw a meme that said, uh, said, me, I promise not to make Thanksgiving political this year. Also me, and the picture was like an old-fashioned looking, you know, um, who was the artist? Mm. The Americana artist. Yeah, Norman Rockwell. Rockwell. It was kind of that style. I don't. Maybe mm-hmm. it was one of his, but it was like a, a woman serving a what I think must have been a turkey yeah. to her family on mm-hmm. a platter. Except the turkey had been edited out, and on the platter was VHS tapes, a stack of VHS tapes that said January six footage. <laughs> so, so I promise not to make Thanksgiving political this year. Also, me. <laughs> Here's the newly released thanks. Uh, <laughs> just in time footage. for Thanksgiving, all the J6 footage. But it's true, and, and, <clears throat> and Thanksgiving is a time to come together and, and just hang out without expectations. And I, and I think that's one of the things I like about it. I also come from a long, venerated, deep tradition of turkey bowl excellence and injuries. Okay. And injuries. <laughs> one, I, uh, one of my favorite stories about turkey bowl is, and I, I always have to tell this, uh, after my... LDS mission, uh, I got home in, in late summer, so there was that Thanksgiving a couple months later, and most of my friends were home, and it was the, the first turkey bowl in like three years, because you know, we all kind of left spread out over a year or two, and we were all home, or most of us were home, and we were all really excited, and when we went over to a local high school... Okay, so pause here for a second. For the people who don't know what Turkey Bowl is, just sum it up in two sentences. It's a football game. That's one sentence. It's a football game on Thanksgiving morning. Played by? Old men. Anybody. <laughs> right. Young to old men. If people you drive who have around, no business. I, I think this is still a tradition. If you drive around on, Chris, on, Chris, on uh, Thanksgiving morning, you're going to see Every patch of grass is going to have a football game on it. And I Pe- think it's a great tradition. People who potentially are going to get injured. So well, a lot of has-beens yeah. out playing football. So we went to a local high school, and we had the numbers. We had enough people to play a Which is pretty good. You know, you get like 25, 30 people yeah. out. We had the numbers at least, to play at least a, 14. a full 11 on 11, 100-yard 
football game at the high school at the high school on the football field that still had no the, pads. You know, the chalk the chalk markings and everything the painted lines right no pads of course no pads but we thought well let's just play tackle <laughs> now some of these guys were high school stars some of them were even currently at that time were college football guys <laughs> and we just thought what could go wrong so we had an offensive line a defensive line we had first downs we had uh we had a few substitutes, and we were full tackle. And it was one of the most fun football games I've ever participated in. But we had one guy go to the hospital with a broken collarbone. Oh. <laughs> I, got my, I got a black eye. Okay. Um, there was, there was tor- a lot of torn clothing, a lot of cuts and bruises. We didn't, we didn't play the turkey bowl after that. <laughs> <laughs> that that group disbanded well yeah it's like i think we all retreated back to our families and our girlfriends or wives i was um not engaged at the time but um sort of you know pre-engagement i had met mrs flood anyway Wives and girlfriends were not impressed. <laughs> Moms and dads were not. Well, dads were impressed. Moms were like, <laughs> but but uh, I would imagine, and I, uh, there's probably some listeners out there who, who work in this world, and we all probably know uh, some doctors, but I would imagine that Thanksgiving morning there is a spike in broken Bones and middle-aged men. All the regular doctors are like, ugh. You know, they, they're like, we want to just have a day off. But then the Instacare guys are like, it's, Fri- it's Black Friday. Black yeah. Friday deals. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your, for them, they get, get your two-for-one on splint, on your two-for-one two broken bone. <laughs> but it's, it's strange the way that the, the commercialization of holidays is really strange. Like Thanksgiving gets steamrolled by Black Friday. And I think Thanksgiving is a really important uh, holiday, but also an important principle, like the giving of things. It's something we don't do often enough as a as a culture. But already, like there were there were Halloween decorations in the stores, like November first, like ha- Halloween. I went to the store. I think on November first, I went to a grocery store, and they were in the middle of like de halloween halloweening it mm-hmm. and already christmas stuff was going up and i kind of understand it like if you want to buy christmas supplies but man they just they it, it's everywhere right mm-hmm. and it's just this commercialization the black friday deals being extended out into august or whatever it yeah. is and, <laughs> and then cyber monday and and it's just like it can be overwhelming, and, and you're gonna have AI Wednesday next. <laughs> but anyway, here we are. It's uh, think yeah. the week of Thanksgiving. We're back yeah, again. I, you know, I, I really do love Thanksgiving. I think it's a, one of the best holidays, and it is kind of a shame that it's right in the middle of the commercialization. I noticed that the there are certain radio stations. Do you listen to the radio anymore? I'd like to ask the, the listeners, is anyone out there actually listening to over-the-air radio, like in their car or whatever? Not on purpose. The, the, the exception is I will listen to sports if I'm driving. Mm-hmm. But also I have, I have satellite radio in my truck. Mm-hmm. And... 
that's great for sports. It's okay for music. I mean, you can get whatever you want, you know, politics and things. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, the local radio news people will come on, the local communist rag KSL. They have a local communist radio, radio station, station yeah. as well. And it's just so bad. It's, it's just so they bad. They carry the BYU games, don't they? Yeah. And so I'll listen to those. I ran across that the other day, flipping channels. But what what's bugging me is you can't, some of the stations that I want to flip through, because I'm too lazy to turn, I want to turn my Bluetooth Bluetooth off when I'm not using it. So then mm. when I get in the car, too lazy to turn it back on. Mm. And maybe I've just listened to all the music on my phone enough. Mm-hmm. Eh, not really. There's a lot of music on there. But for whatever reason, I'll listen to the radio and I'll flip channels, right? Because you've got all these ads, so you flip mm-hmm. channels. And two or three of the radio stations I'm flipping channels through are now playing Christmas music. Now, I'm not anti-Christmas music. It's just too soon. You've got to respect Thanksgiving. You've got to let that go right. first. I don't know why we're playing... See, this argument, we are, if we hadn't already lost Mrs. Flood, this argument would, would send her She's gone f- away. because of Barbie, right? Yeah. <laughs> she did not like that it's episode. It's such a shame that we won't have Mrs. Flood listening anymore. But we can, but talk, I, I'm we can speak freely now, free speech. We've, <laughs> we, I always was, but we've, <laughs> we've, I, we've had this discussion here at home. Like, it's too early. We've got to give Thanksgiving its due. And I get overruled. Unless I'm dri- if I'm driving, I you can switch away. I, I try to, but you pick your battles, right? But I think we may have even talked about this on the podcast before. I think we did last year. I, uh, I, I have the controversial hot take about Christmas music. I think 99% of it is absolute trash. I hate Christmas music. Most, oh, that's most pretty of it. extreme. Well, it's just bad. I can see why Mrs. Flood it's is bad upset. music. It's just bad. Now, Hold I think on a second. I think there's last Christmas uh, I gave you my heart. Yep. And the very next day I blew my brains out. You gave it to Ray. I really um, hate that song. I there's just so many bad well, ones. Now there's it, some good they've ones. They played it so many times. There's some good Christmas. A lot of the old classics I think are are they held they hold up. Um but some of the I want to like, meet Santa Claus the real real Santa. I want to meet Santa Claus. And this Santa is why Claus, our audience real, is real diminishing. Santa. <laughs> who, na- who can name that tune? The Beach Boys Christmas album is one of the classics. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, the whole song about Santa? Do they play that too much for you? I don't know because I don't listen. You, you just turn it out. Tune it out. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a habit of listening to the over-the-air radio much anyway. Well, I think I've said this before. I think it should be 12 days of Christmas. I think that would be appropriate if we, you know, December 12th-ish, we start well, I, turn, turning I, on the Christmas I, music. I can get behind get that. Get into the season, you know. It's kind of like the thing that made Black Friday kind of an event was that it was an event. It was an event. It's like yeah. it was a spectacle. It's like, yeah. oh, we're going to do it this year. We're going to go to Walmart and... and we're, we're not one even, day only. We're not one. Even, w- w- I'm yelling at the mic. One day only. We're, we're not even. I remember thinking, let's just go and check it out, and not even buying anything, but just let's go see the spectacle. And we need to get back. We need to make our holidays 
events again and spectacles. And, and Christmas is one of those where it's almost like nowadays the kids, the kids all know exactly what they're going to get. Uh, they don't believe in Santa. They, and it's just sort of like, it's a delivery system nowadays for things people want. Well, get me, I need this and this and this, and I, I want to have that and that and that. Well, okay, well, you'll open them on Christmas morning, and you'll, you'll pretend like it's a surprise. Right. And Instead of being... You have older kids, of course. Right, it, and, but I just, I'm just speaking generally here from the kind of the vibes I get oh. from, from our culture right now. Like, well, our culture's pretty wealthy, do, pretty well-to-do, so... I, I know when my kids were younger, they got really excited about Christmas, the same yeah. way we all have when we were younger and i wonder is, is that still it's kind of like trick-or-treating should 17 year olds be going trick-or-treating you know <clears throat> christmas you've got it for young kids you want them to be excited and then and then the problem is we don't grow up right so mm-hmm. your 14 15 year olds are expecting something bigger and better and you as parents you work harder to make it exciting for them and then it, then you've got to get more extravagant you know more expensive and then over time it just snowballs into this big right uh big expense and then you you miss on a big gift and it's like oh I was the laugh. world is ending i don't know what to do i laugh at these ads that you see on tv at christmas time where people going out and there's a new car with a bow on it i'm just like what universe do those people live in they get a car for christmas i know i know and then there's, there's one there's one and you know because you've seen it on social media it has happened in well, yeah. Circles around here. There's a one ad that I've seen the last couple of years that just I just hate. It just drives me nuts. To me, it's everything wrong with Christmas and the way we, we treat it. There's this there's a younger ish couple. They have this incredible house, right? They're probably in their late twenties, early thirties. They're both just, you know, super duper attractive people. This right. is an advertisement? Yeah. It's just like... So they've switched back to super duper attractive people. Well, this is an older one, but oh, it's an older played commercial. all the okay. time. And he looks like a football player and she's a supermodel and their house is incredible. It's obvious that they have a lot of money. So it's, one of the, it's like one of those mansions above paintings that you could get a Deseret book? <laughs> yeah. And there's obviously... Clearly they have no kids and it's Christmas, and they're both dressed to the nines on Christmas morning, because that's what you do when you have no kids and you're wealthy, I guess. You just get up and you put them on. And they, they go out there, and the husband's like, surprise, and there's a, a truck and a SUV. I think it's Lincoln. Oh, it's a combo. It's, it's, it's a high-end, higher-end brand. Yeah. Two, two vehicles. And she, the woman's like, I love it, and she jumps, jumps in, in the, the truck. truck yeah you know a little twist yeah because women don't drive trucks trucks are for men and jeans and dirty with cowboys with, with cow bleep all over their boots anyway she jumps in the truck and he's like oh but that was and she's like i love it and he's like oh i guess i'll settle for the eighty thousand dollar suv and <laughs> it just drives me nuts it's just these people are disgusting they're just so uh, it's not even real and I hate that one. <laughs> I know it's your right. It is, but maybe we'll try to find it. I'm sure it's on the YouTube. I don't. I don't feel like finding it. I found last time for the podcast. I did a lot of work. You put did together. You did put together a lot of links. Found all the Simpsons videos. You know, this time we're just gonna skate. Now I've said that before. <laughs> um, it is. But yeah, you can go look for that video. Why don't Why don't we have the listeners do the work? By the way, 
I did want to highlight a post from last week. Uh, Dr. Moser. Yeah, I just read his a colleague, colleague of Dr. Riviera. Um, hey, everybody. Hey, um, I read his comment. Did, you watch, the little, did that... you watch the little video about lemonade? Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes things are too true well, to be funny. Hollywood tells us the truth sometimes. Sometimes. In veiled format. I think that's one of the arguments that people have made is that the, the oligarchy, the cabal, they have to tell us what they're doing. And right. they do. And it's like when they tell us who they are and what they're going to do, believe them. It was like, it was too much. It, it, was, it was supposed to be funny or snarky. I don't know. I don't even know. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the show that that's from? The nah. House of Usher, I guess? I have no, I've, I have no context. No idea. But uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it, it kept going and going, and you're like, oh, man, they're just laying it all out there. <laughs> yep. When life and gives then you, you make lemonade from, yeah, your, yeah. from your genetically modified seed, right? and you sue all the other farmers, then you make lemonade. After creating a huge demand for lemons. Yep. I mean, we could think of... That was a pretty good clip. I'd encourage everybody to go watch that. We could, I could think of a few examples of, of that in action. I mean, they did that with the vaccine. They did it, they're doing it with Ukraine. <laughs> it was pretty much the playbook in three minutes. Right. But they've done that. You've seen that with products, too, like just benign oh, yeah. things like you know, um, must-have accessories or albums. It's, it's, they're doing that with Taylor Swift right now. You ever you ever looked into the cost of a Taylor Swift concert? No. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have people that have gone to Taylor Swift concerts no, in the flood entourage? No, we couldn't afford it. It's it's very expensive. You were unwilling to take out a loan? My uh I have a high school aged daughter and she was uh, aghast that we weren't gonna spend a lot of money to travel to a different state to see Taylor Swift. She not come to Utah? She boycotting Utah? Uh I she might have. I don't remember, but the the uh, you know the the alternative for the dirty masses was that you could go watch a movie in the theater of one of her concerts, and so we, not I did not participate, but the, some of the ladies in my household did. October eighteenth, twenty twenty three, face value tickets to Taylor Swift's content. Taylor Swift's The Era Tour ranged from forty nine dollars to four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, they're nothing for $49. Oh, yeah? They might have listed that. <laughs> I think the $49 was what you paid in order to then buy a ticket. You had to buy a ticket to buy a ticket or something. But, but uh, it, it got out of control. Average ticket resale, about $245. Can you buy them straight from the uh, ticketing cartel, or do you have to buy it from the secondary cartel, like the resale i have no idea market. average resale ticket oh sorry i got that wrong average resale ticket sold for the concert at the time of this publication is 1619 dollars yeah. it was 245 dollars for other concerts on average so right if there's one thing we like to do on this show is misstate the facts and then restate the facts but i i think a lot of this uh with her is 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 astroturf it's create the demand and you've got to see it and and she's she's making a killing selling the song she's already 
released and sold. She's just re-releasing them because they're, quote-unquote, being held hostage by the person or the entity that owns the rights. So she just re-recorded the same songs and created the same albums and has re-released them as Taylor's edition or something, and people are buying them again. Well, it's like the extended version of Lord of the Rings. No. In the extended version of Lord of the Rings, you're actually getting new content that you didn't get in the theater. You're getting more. This is, you're just getting the same. Okay, so it's like the digitally enhanced Star Wars? No. You're getting the literal same song. Maybe there's a little bit of a difference. What's the legal loophole here then? So she's just re-recording it? My guess is that somewhere buried in that original contract was that there was a clause that allowed her to re-record. She didn't have to pay royalties on covers of her own songs? I don't know. It all seems bizarre to me, and, but I'm an old man. What's the deal with uh, her having sold her album? We talked about that, didn't we, previously? I don't know. She sold the rights to her catalog early. Yeah, that's, right? that's what I'm talking about. So she, the, I don't know if it's just distribution rights or what, but so to get around that, she's re-recorded basically her whole library and is reselling that, and people are buying it even though they already own her music. They're helping this poor, hapless artist stick it to the man. And if that isn't the lemonade, lemon principle as outlined in that movie clip, then I I don't know what is. They're, They're literally getting people to buy what they already own. Again. And I understand that there's other ways like that, like the Star Wars Digital Enhanced Edition, but at least in that case, you're getting something that's been digitally enhanced. Mm -hmm. You're getting something that is uh, above and beyond the original. Of course, some people would argue that the digitally enhanced Star Wars was not above and beyond, but actually a A step back. Graffiti, you know, defacing the Mona Lisa type of a thing. (laughs) But... uh, but yeah, and, and I'm sure there's people out there, probably not among our audience, that's like saying, you just don't get it, Bobby. You're just old, Bobby. You don't get it. And you're right, I don't. So I think uh, it looks to me like Taylor Swift, and I'm just doing some quick you know, Googling here, which could totally be wrong, but it looks to me, we'll get Dimitri weighing in on this because he's the pop music uh Affectionado from Russia. From Russia. I'm mm. an affectionado from Russia. Mm. Um, it was Big Machine Label Group. It looks like she signed with them at first. Her first six albums were through them. And they sold the rights to those, uh, to that, um, to their catalog. So mm-hmm. somebody put their company up for sale and sold it for like, $300 million, and then it was sold later for another $400 million, or for $400 million, so another $100 million on top of that. So people have been making money on this, and they call Taylor Swift's six albums the crown jewel of that catalog, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So, so that's the story, I guess, behind the um, her selling the rights. I'll, I'm not even going to post a link to that. You can go Google that or have Dimitri uh, make a comment on the website. But she uh so what it looks like is she is re-releasing her own music well re-recording it re-recording and re-releasing it. it and re-touring mm-hmm. and this tour is huge 
And there's no way that this relationship with her and Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, is not more lemons being shoved down our throats. Because he's everywhere now. Why him? I don't know. But he's in every other ad if you watch a football game. Well, it just goes to show you that people love heterosexual relationships and uh, romance sagas. Tonight is Kelsey Bull. Yeah, what's that? Well, you have Jason Kelsey, who's an offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Travis Kelsey, who I already mentioned, plays for the Chiefs. They play each other tonight. And the question is, who will get more screen time, the football players or Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, those two teams played in the Super Bowl. See, they missed an opportunity. They could have had Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl had they drummed up this romance earlier. Hmm. But uh, they had to do it this year. And Who's uh, going to play the Super Bowl? I don't know. It's yet to be determined. Well, some Illuminati darling. Well, if, the, if there's a script, I mean, I, I don't think there's a script. But it's mid-season NFL. Um, I, if I were a betting man, I would guess that to the that there's a really good chance you could have a rematch. You could have the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Both are good again this year. I think the San Francisco 49ers could be there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of San Francisco, the Babylon Bee noted that the San Francisco mayor has reminded everyone to get their Christmas shoplifting done early. <laughs> Also, we hosted, uh, we, the United States, hosted the president of China in, in the San Francisco area, and everybody... They finally cleaned the city up. Yeah. For People were criticizing Gavin Newsom, the, uh, the uh, Trudeau light version of... Uh, I don't know if he's Trudeau light. I'll bet he's Trudeau heavy. Maybe. He, but he comes from that same cloth. They were, they were accusing him of cleaning up the city be- to impress... Xi Jinping, and he said, yes, that's true. Don't you clean your house when guests come over? And <laughs> the response to that on social media and stuff was, actually, we might straighten up, but we keep our house clean all the time because we're not disgusting degenerates. <laughs> right. The, the <laughs> Babylon the- Bee headline about the Z visit to uh, San Francisco is titled, Communist dictator welcomes President Z. And it's got a picture of Newsom shaking his hand. So. Yeah, there's been some bizarre clips. Um, Biden stood up in the meeting, interrupted like the meeting, and went over and started shaking Xi Jinping's hand. They also went for a walk in the park together and off by themselves. And you could really see Biden's dementia walk. Um, but the point with the cleaning up the streets, the point being, the bigger point being not that he was trying to impress a communist dictator, an, a fellow communist dictator, but the point being that you have the capacity to clean up your city, San Francisco, and you just aren't doing it. And it's like, well, why? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you trying to make your cities better and cleaner and safer? And I, My question is, where did he... Put all the feces? Well, and the people who created it. Well, where they, did all the They sent it up to go? Seattle where they're using it as humanure for the <laughs> chat. <laughs> the Chaz, the chat. What was it called? The, yeah, I don't, the, I don't think that still exists. Something, something the, autonomous zone? Yeah, the Chaz. I liked that uh, 
political cartoon I sent you from Ben Garrison that says, uh, has Biden pointing to the map and Z's over there laughing and he says, we drew the map for you, boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who That's is the good. boss here? Uh, speaking of InfoWars, because that cartoon was at InfoWars, I That's believe. That's right. That's right. Alex Jones has released a video game. That's right. I saw that. Did you buy it? <laughs> no, I... I it's funny. It reminds I, so me of Akari Warriors or something like that the video from way game, back. The video game's called NWO Wars, and I Googled that, and it said, this topic is rapidly changing. And I, <laughs> I, I couldn't... It, it got a Google... Yeah, and, I, and it, took me a, it took me a minute to Fear, find it. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But it, you, can, you can buy it for $17.76 at alexjonesgame.com, I believe. I haven't bought it yet, but I've watched some clips and it's incredible. And I think I will buy it. <laughs> and may, maybe what we should do is have a special episode where I will live stream on Twitch. I will live stream myself playing, uh, playing this game with commentary. Or maybe YouTube. You have to uh, leave a comment if you'd like to see to have an episode where Bobby Flood live streams his playthrough of NWO Wars. <laughs> What's the uh, link on that to get to the? I think it was AlexJonesGame.com. Alex Game. But yeah, you can buy it for seventeen seventy six. NWO is, uh, Wars, uh, the official Alex Jones video game, and it is a rapidly evolving topic. It, yeah, the gamer. Uh, nobody, nobody has uh, been able to create a a debunking of this yet, so they don't have anything to link to. <laughs> the The game community has latched onto it. There's been some some playthroughs and some funny reactions, and I'm sure the the one of the guys I watch, he was just laughing at at everything and he thought it was awesome. Available I'm on sure, PC, Mac, iOS, Android. Over ten thousand downloads. I'm sure there's some some stick in the mud gamers out there trying to debunk everything as they play it. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah you gotta love alex jones and his sense of humor and his uh ability to capitalize his his uh, persistence he, right. he is the thing that will not go away <laughs> yeah pretty amazing uh with all the adversity he's faced and he's still out there just making content yeah telling the news the way he sees it so what are we talking about today? Oh, I don't know. What uh, the January sixth footage was a good was a good topic to look at. Um, there there were several. Well, it proves predicta what? predictable uh, exposés on it. I mean, yeah. If you're unaware, the Speaker of the House, the newly elected Speaker of the House, Johnson is that his name yeah. from Louisiana. He first made a deal with the Democrats to extend the the debt ceiling and the budget so the government wouldn't come to a screeching halt because they spent way too much money again for the hundredth time hundredth in the time last this few year. years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we are, is the word profligate? 
What does profligate really mean? I think it means like when there's... Recklessly extravagant or wasteful. Oh, I thought it was when there's a controversy surrounding someone who claims to be a prophet. But that would be profit gate. Profit gate, yeah. (laughs) Profligate. We are profligate in this uh, country. Our government is profligate. Well, they're stupid. It's run by stupid people. Greedy, wasteful, (laughs) extravagant, reckless people, okay? So anyway, uh, after unceremoniously, quietly, without very much fanfare, without very much news coverage, uh, the speaker facilitated a deal with the Democrats where you know, more Democrats voted for the spending package than Republicans, which is, I, if you're the, the dyed-in-the-wool partisans out there are saying, look, you can't let that opportunity go to waste. You need to bring the country to a screeching halt. He also quickly and quietly said, hey, we're not going to pursue this impeachment thing right now. We don't have enough evidence. <laughs> so further... Uh, yeah, he got a lot of heat for that. Yeah, further right. further realizing the dreams of the Babylon Bee that uh, we're not going to do anything about that till we get a f- signed and taped confession. Um, after that, then the guy decided to release the January 6th footage, which was probably the right thing to do. I mean, Americans well, I have think, a right to I know that they've been right deceived once again. But in, it, in a massive way. It's on, it's on the level of the COVID deception. The question is, will anything happen? I've watched all 47,000 hours. Oh, did you? No. Over the weekend? But um, from the clips and things I've seen, there's it proves what we said in our post. The day after. In our post-J6 episode. Because we got all the feedback from people who had been. There were a million, a million plus people that had gone out. So everybody knew somebody that had been there and experienced it. And people were let in, escorted in. But it goes even beyond that. There's some cops out there who did some some uh, inciting of violence. Who the cops retreated, right? The uh, the cops fired tear gas into the crowd unneedfully. The real the real criminals here are the 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 people who. Uh, arranged for this in, in right. these incidents and then the media the media inciting. who supported it yeah the media you know they're going to support it well, but they misre- they misreported they're not idiots they were in on the deal i mean it was so intentionally misrepresented as an insurrection but, uh, you also have the january 6th committee those people need to be put in jail and 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 investigated because they knew this footage existed and they withheld it they you know liz cheney uh Kinzinger or whatever his name is, the most pathetic human on earth, and well, then the Democrats that were on that committee, they knew this existed, and yet they still there's still people in jail. There's a person who was who committed suicide in jail over all of this. And, uh, I think uh, he committed suicide in his, his own garage. Well, he was being uh, names Matthew Perna, and, and it says you know on one of these articles it shows that newly released footage of Matthew Perna shows him walking calmly into the Capitol, shooting video, being invited in by the police. And the, he was going to initially plead guilty to a trespassing charge or something like that and th- thought he was going to face six to 12 months in prison. And then after 
pleading guilty, the Department of Justice said, you know what, we're going to add a terrorism attachment to your right. your sentencing here, so you might be in for nine years. And then right. he hung himself. Right. I mean, this is evil stuff. There are people that are still in solitary confinement over the January 6th, 2001 protest. Not 2001. 2021. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah, was 22 yeah. years ago. <laughs> it It's... When the cops open the doors and invite people in, it's no longer trespassing, in my opinion. They invited people in, and of course, in a crowd, people are going to wander in. And that's what they did. They wandered in. There's footage, and we have this, we had footage out there, and we linked to it, which is no longer available, of the shaman. It is interesting being how, escorted to the Senate chambers. Yeah, it is interesting how many of our video links have been removed I by know, YouTube. I noticed that recently. Yeah, a lot of them get taken down. But the shaman you must be talking about the wrong things. The shaman was escorted, literally escorted to the Senate chambers. And remember, the cops like, "Hey, just don't mess anything up. This is like a yeah, temple." They were in giving here. him a. And he's guided, like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to do anything." And there's 17 photographers in there. Why? How did they get there? This is this whole event was a staged entrapment yeah and this video footage the stuff we've seen so far proves it the feds are also having to do an audit to figure out just how many federal agents were there that day because they lost they They don't know yeah this is a huge deception a huge deception and uh again like everything else with covid and so many other things nobody's really going to be held accountable who's really responsible who's really being deceived though i mean I, I, I don't know who believes this stuff anymore. It is so blatantly... Oh, the normies. A blatant like, who are the norm- How many people are normies? 80% of the country. 80%? Listen, look at it this way. I get on Twitter too, ma- too many times per day, and I scroll around, and there's all this... like On Twitter, people are talking about the January 6th. Yeah, but isn't that mostly just AI trolls or a CIA troll farm that's putting out a bunch of crap? Some of it. We've known for for almost a decade now that most Twitter and uh, Facebook activity is false. How many many fake followers did they find on Facebook for Hillary Clinton? Like all of them. 60%? But here's my point. People on Twitter are talking about this footage. Real people? Yeah. But if you go away from Twitter, nobody's talking about this footage. Have you, uh, I guess it helps to be on social media to know what's going on on social media. Right. That's the only way to know what's going on on social media is to be on social media. But I don't think the normal everyday person has any... They might have seen a headline, oh, video footage. They don't. You think they're going to they're gonna see that number 40,000 hours? They're not going to comb through it. Plus, they already have their minds made up. I think most people, even on the Republican side, would say, well, January 6th was an unfortunate riot, uh, got out of hand, and it was an insurrection attempt. That's the elevator pitch, and I think that's just what people believe. It's the same reason people believe that... Yeah, you're, you're probably you know, right. The, 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 the common narratives of everything. Oh, well, everybody, I know they, they, there, was some, uh, there were some problems with the response to COVID, it's, but everybody did the best they could with the information they had. It's deception by omission. I mean, it should be the top story on KSL, but it being the local communist rag, their top story is that a souvenir store launched by a prison guard is going strong in Salt Lake. 
I saw that. I didn't click on it. And I wondered, does he take things from prison and then sell them in a store? Is that what he's doing? Why is him being a prison guard relevant? I guess I could have read the article, but I, I didn't. But I, I was wondering, like, does he, well, this here's the tie that, uh, that uh, Jeffrey Epstein hung Je- himself Jeffrey with. Jeffrey Epstein hung himself with from the two-foot bed. This here's the fork that uh, was smuggled in by Mark Hoffman. I mean, what? How irrelevant, oh, man! If these guys hadn't done the KSL classifieds, I can't believe. I wish we could figure out a way to do a different classified system, a competing classified system. Because once people get the the eyeballs on the web, it's almost game over. It is so hard right. to pull people off. There, there, they actually have a headline on Monday. Four days before Thanksgiving, Biden is spending his 81st birthday honoring White House tradition of pardoning Thanksgiving turkeys. This, this is not news. Um, more free COVID-19 tests are available for home delivery through the mail. Oh, good, good. Cross unveils a McDonald's-inspired footwear line collaboration. It, this is deception by omission. I mean, the J6 stuff should be the top news for the next couple of weeks. It was a lie, 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 lie. Liar, liar, pants on fire for the corporate legacy media and pretty much well, for the, the Democrat Party. For the, the entire... And uh, many of the Republicans. Pelosi-led Congress yeah. and, and the Biden administration. The statist regime that the, has been uh, wrecking America for the last 3, 10, 20 years, whatever. It was a lot. It was, it was, they lied about it while it was happening. They lied about it while it was happening and they've lied about it ever since. But I've, I've seen footage, firsthand footage and, and talked to people who were there and they couldn't, there was one account, a person was there. He did not go inside. The Capitol was on the steps and he has footage of, of the police being like, Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? And they're literally inviting people in. Come on in. Yeah, the doors are open. And then they went home to the hotel and were shocked by the way the media was covering the event, portraying it as this violent insurrection. We have, you know, we should go back and listen to our episode that we recorded that, that was it the next day that we recorded? Or? I don't even know if I want to listen to it. It's just so sad that, that there's such a, a massive deception going on here. I mean, meanwhile, KSL, common pesticides in food are reducing sperm count worldwide, study says. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. Final foul overturned as sons top jazz and double over. What the crap? There's like three jazz stories here. Yeah, I got a good spread in circus. Anyway, are we the only, I think we might be the only people looking at KSL, except for the normies, I guess. That's the problem. Uh, no, you're sa- people are. You're saying that people are actually wa- watching this crap. Yeah. Getting yeah. their news from it. They listen to the, the radio show hosts who talk like this. Let's talk about the implications of Donald Trump's insidious insurrection attempts. Three years later, we need to dissect this. And are we going to get an indictment? Yes. 37 of them. Are we going to get a conviction? I sure hope so. More tonight at 11. Well, you can buy anything in this world with money, I guess. Yes, you can. You can buy the whole lemonade stand. You can buy dirt. So that's the thing about, about the lemonade clip 
that was so interesting. Again, this is on the comments. There's a link to it in the comments on the mass hypnosis episode, which was 153 last week. We kinda... it's, it just, it's, it's over the top. This actor, he's, I forget his name. Uh, there's two actors whose names I don't know. But one yeah. guy says, when life gives you lemons, you need to make lemonade. And then the other guy goes off on a, a rant about how, um, how you go through a disinformation campaign. And it's, it's so outlandish, it keeps going and going and going. And you're like, you're like, okay, it was funny, we got it. But he goes through all the steps and it, it's so detailed and extensive that you're like, ah, oh, that would never happen. But now here we are on the podcast re recounting the how it happened with January 6th and how it happened with uh, you know, the war on terror, how it happened with the COVID thing. And then none of this is over. It's happening. It's all it still continuing. You, it happened with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. It happened with Ukraine. And that's what hurts is it's like, is the world actually going to succumb to this? I mean, are they, they just say what they, they, if they say it long enough, what they want, that they, the they is the oligarchy, okay? The statists, the, do we have to name names? People that run and control mm -hmm. the corporate media outlets and run and control the leaders of your, your, your uh, na national Congress. The, this is the moneyed interests. They're big corporations. They're, they're the people who own and control those corporations. You can go ahead and name names, but what good would that do if we well, if you, started pointing if out If you're who curious they who they are, uh, you can look and see who, who was at the dinner with Xi Jinping last week. Yeah. There you go. That, that's a good starting spot. It's a, it's a big group, and you're not in it, as uh, George Carlin liked to say, right? Yeah. yeah. But they are uh, engaging in this mass deception, and the idea is that they have them an infinite amount of money, and if they just say what they they want the reality to be long enough, people will have to go along with it. Well, people end up going along with it too because they're hypnotized. I mean, how many how many times did we hear safe and effective, safe and effective? You believe the vaccine is safe and effective. Alone together, together alone, alone together. Like, like they, we're literally being hypnotized. But okay, so. And entra entrained to ag believe. Again, the question things. is and without a big budget to go out and do a bunch of polling, are people really believing this? That's, we, need, we need the listeners Obviously. to weigh in. Do you well, remember all the masks? Everybody had yeah, a mask Yeah, but they tried on. it again. They tried it again about three months ago or two months ago, yeah. and it did not take effect. I, I think people, people are wising up, but there's always a, a, a next thing, like uh, Ukraine. You know, stand with Ukraine. So I, fool I me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, we're not going to go along with the masks the second time. But a lot of people are being fooled twice. It's hard to maybe fool them on the mask thing. But well, on the COVID shots, a lot of people were fooled five or six times and are still going. <laughs> right. Free COVID tests still available. Yeah, you don't say. They're not free. Someone's buying them. Abbott Laboratories made a lot of money selling those things. But that's the point is they can just ratchet it up. It's to a, there's always the next thing that people who, are, who might not get fooled about masks, masks again are going to get fooled about um, you know, whatever, whether it's war in Israel or uh, Ukraine or uh, Taylor Swift albums or whatever. It's just they, they keep us, 
there's always some sort of tragedy or some cause that we're supposed to be angry about. And we're supposed to fly that flag. And by doing that, they just sort of manipulate us down this road to serfdom. They just dumb us down until eventually, like you're seeing now, eventually we're trying to slit the throats of our neighbors because they have wrong think. And I, you see that now with some of the, uh, the these leftist, these white leftist college-educated liberals are calling for a second uh, Holocaust. Americans are calling for a Holocaust of Jews right now because they're so brainwashed. They're so completely lost. Well, are they, or are they just watching like Fox 13 here in Utah? Like, uh, no, there, there's, top, I've seen clips. Top story, carbon monoxide prevention is the top of the mind as weather gets colder. It's is not, that the top of your mind? No, I've never even thought of that. Here's another one. Um, Let's see, another good headline. Um, Utah County Fire sparks kitchen safety reminder ahead of Thanksgiving. All right. Oh, family treated for carbon monoxide poisoning at rental cabin in eastern Utah. That that is the top of somebody's mind. Yeah, probably that family, and that's it. Sandy City mascot is something to squawk about. Sandy City has a mascot, huh? Ogden woman says shelter forced her to microchip her dog. <laughs> this is the news on Fox 13. <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime, you have people calling for a second Holocaust. Like, that's the point. Like, there's, there's things happening in the world. There's like a, this, there's like an evil spirit possessing the minds of men. And we're talking about microchipping our dogs on the news. Or this, KUTV, Durant leads sons past jazz. Skiers rejoice in fresh snow brought to Utah mountains by winter storm. Traction law issued for big and little cottonwood canyons amid snowstorm. Traction law issued. That's not a law. Is that where you have to use chains? Probably snow tires or chains. Couple recalls moment family members were exposed to carbon monoxide and faint in Utah rental cabin. This must have been harrowing. Must have. Carbon monoxide. Some of this stuff is obviously not newsworthy, but that's what the local news guys do. They, they're bored as anybody. If they, if they, they wouldn't have a job if they only covered important things. So they have to go make things up. And, and, you know, we're here live down at the local Denny's. Here's the nationwide and, nation and world section. Goat-killing black bear named Pumpkin believed to be dead, if wildlife officials say. Where? <laughs> Where was that? Uh, KUTV.com. Uh, let's see. Where was the bear? Was that a it's local? It's the bear? National Desk, uh, Hanson, Massachusetts. Mm. So why why are we talking about that here? A biologist with Massachusetts Division of Fisheries and Wildlife made the announcement Wednesday during a Zoom webinar about coexisting mm. with black bears. Mm. Apparently, the best way to coexist with them is to kill them or to name them. Well, easy there, pumpkin. Easy. Don't be killing me or my goat. A 300-pound black bear known as Pumpkin was likely shot and killed by a bow hunter in Massachusetts, Mm. according to wildlife officials. Mm. We are fairly certain, quote, that the bear was harvested, parentheses, killed, and was the (laughs) same bear that people were calling Pumpkin. Well, see, now people are probably going to be mad. It was like that hunter that killed the lion, but the lion had a name. 
Remember how he got just lambasted in the press, in the American press? And it was a, uh, an Africa thing? He, j- he should never post it on social media. Right. Yeah, there was a strange campaign there for a while to just really villainize African hunting. I mean, really villainize it. And people's careers were... Ruined. It's a big industry for those people over there, right? Like guide, it is. guides on those, and it's big also helped some of those animals recover from the money. Those guys pay big money that population is, that is put problems. into the local economy and into the uh, wildlife. I don't want to call it preservation; it's a enhancement, right? Like they they use the money to uh, grow the population, grow the population of, of animals, so they can have more hunters or tourists or whatever right yeah well anyway the the january 6th thing i think is the biggest news this week and i, I think it's been underreported this is uh, essentially because an exposition of a massive lie the people that should be reporting on it know that they're telling on themselves if they report on it the big the big outlets and the and the politicians they know they know that they lied they know they lied that the day it happened. I mean, AOC, Alexandria, whatever her face is, she, she acted like she was held at gunpoint that day. She wasn't even there. Right. <clears throat> right. So, so the truth is out there. You can watch the video. You can see for yourself. You can believe the primary source accounts of the people. You can see that... Uh, the protesters were fired upon by police, you know, rubber bullets, tear gas. You could see the police retreating, which then moves the line up. Right. Not to mention all the Ray Epps stuff. Right. Who, by the way, he's still uh, unarrested. And then you've got hours and hours of footage of people politely walking through the Capitol. There right. were a few incidences of vandalism or some guy moved a... Uh, furniture or whatever. He acted I, like he was going to steal it. And they say that Some people, guy with his feet up on Pelosi's desk. Yeah, I... Look, there's no... Uh, there's probably no way that just some dude could get into Pelosi's office like that. Those, those offices are... Those doors are heavy and they're secure. And he, you're telling me he got in not only to that, but then into her office, which is going to be another door or two deep? I don't think it matters. Even if you're going to call national security or whatever, this is, this is like what? high school level. No, nobody, yeah. Nobody's hurt. Yeah. They're the only person killed, it turns out after all the, the misreporting, nothing, there was really no significant violence except for that a police officer shot a woman. Yeah. Inside. Uh, in a unprovoked yeah shooting which is um you know been buried it's, it's a complete hold. and total mischaracterization in which because of the political implications here this is just a massive lie perpetrated on the american public but and what people I, like us people people around the country have been saying this since the very day that it happened right my point with pointing out that it would be real hard to get into pelosi's office i think the cops Open the doors. And That's said, what Come the footage in. shows. The footage shows. No, the I mean cops Pelosi's are... door, probably because cops... I don't think you could, with your bare hands or with a vase or something, you could get into those well, doors. What, what's what's happening right now is that this this forty thousand hours of footage has essentially been crowdsourced. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to go look at it is going to bring the most obvious 
uh, salacious details, meaning that they're going to be the most exculpatory is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. They're salacious in the sense that it exposes the evil of the this uh, conspiracy, mm-hmm. a very broad conspiracy here amongst the statist side of the equation and the oligarchy. There's going to be tons of uh, footage coming out that's exculpatory for all of the the people that have been persecuted by the Justice Department here. And by the way, the whole incident interrupted a proceedings in which people would have been had to explain themselves and explain how the votes all stopped being counted and changed in the middle of the night from Bi- from Trump to Biden. Right. Right. It, the whole point of this episode was to shift focus away from the idea that the election had been tampered with to insurrection. Right. And it w- was masterfully done. It totally worked. We got a Biden administration with very little complaint from the the normies, right? Because they were essentially intimidated into taking the position that there was no problem because this uh, January 6th, quote, insurrection was so horrific. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be like those people. Asking questions about the election associates us with those people. Well, it turns right. out those people were mostly... 99.9% of the potential criminality there was that they walked into the Capitol in an orderly, calm, organized fashion and were greeted by the police and moved about the building and then left. Right. That's, that's the crime they're guilty of. This is, this is an incredibly, incredibly monumental... Uh, admission of reality here in America. It proves that we have essentially uh, an evil, statist, oligarchic police state that's that's ruling us via uh, mind control, essentially media control. Yeah. No, I. This has been a, a running theme for no, us for no, nothing, almost three years. I know, but it's just like, it's a slap. It should be a slap in the face of everybody. It should be like, hey, wake up. It should be. It should but be. But there's other things, and in, in, uh, as I've learned over the last three plus years, I mean, March 2020 should have woken people up. Like, whoa, wait, wait a second. Something's seriously wrong here. And if that didn't do it, then April, after the two weeks to slow the spread, became... Two months and six months and two mm-hmm. years. Like a lot of people did wake up. A lot of people started to realize, hey, you know what? The news anchor, that guy's lying to my face. Hey, you know what? My congressman is a liar. Yeah. Well, worse than that, uh, Julian Assange should have woke everybody up. I mean, he. Uh, yeah. And um, he brought to light all kinds of atrocities going on. Edward Snowden, too. Yeah. And that those people have been successfully marginalized, sidelined. Uh, Edward Snowden. I mean, it's the reverse. It's it's so sick. You know, in this in the '60s, you'd have Russians fleeing to America, seeking asylum and freedom, and uh, now we've got Edward Snowden fleeing to Russia, seeking asylum and freedom because he had to blow the whistle on the, Assange, the American police state. The Assange and Snowden state. cases are perfect examples of the lemon principle where it was like 
they shifted the focus on them and said they're villains. I remember talking to somebody who said, and I said, this was kind of during the, the Snowden stuff. And I was, they said, well, what he did was illegal. I said, yeah, but look what he exposed. That's far was it, worse. Was it illegal? Eh, no, it's not. They but, can't even get him extradited from Great Britain. They, the, but, the solution for the statist was to trap him in the Ecuadorian embassy, which they were perfectly happy to have him there. And then when he gets kicked out by the Ecuadorians, he ends up in a British prison awaiting extradition on rape charges, which went away, and then they just held him there. Like they, Are you talking about Snowden or Assange? Assange. Right. Did I say Snowden? Yeah. Well, that's what I meant, was Assange. Right. And he's, he's stuck in prison with, you know, nothing's moving. Not, I, it's like the January 6th prisoners. There is no right to a speedy trial here. Right. He's not, nothing's happening. He's stuck. But I'm talking he's about- He's been black holed. In this conversation- They love that. Snowden- Release these documents. He stole these documents from his employer and released them through Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. And people, and I was having a conversation with somebody, and this person said, well, what he did was illegal. I said, but look what he exposed. This is far worse that the government is spying on us. Okay. And they were like, no, no, he committed a crime. Yeah, I'm see. Like, and I was like, you're, you're missing the whole point. Look what he exposed. The, he exposed the criminality and immorality of the entire uh, military-industrial complex. Right. Yeah, and and that's so. I was, I had my mind had switched but over people, to Assange. What he people, did was he just publicized leaks. Somebody else broke the law. Right, he publicized right. the leaks. But the, there's supposed to be protections for whistleblowers, right? Yeah. And those laws have been steadily. Uh, the, the, there have been times in American Obama history where Obama got rid of a lot of those. Laws. Yeah, there's been times in American history where those laws were created because they could see the potential for abuses. But those those uh, protections have been steadily degraded. Like you, if you you're go likely around, to. It's going to wreck your life if you blow the whistle on. If you government. go and, and polled people our age and older, I think um, people so forty. 40 to 80 years old, people would say, oh yeah, that Edward Snowden or that Julian Assange, if they even remember who they are, will say, oh, they, they're criminals. They're terrorists. They try to sell our secrets to our enemies. They deserve what they got. And if you pulled younger people, they wouldn't even have any idea who those people were because they've been memory hold. Very few, I think, were going to say or would say those people were were patriots who tried to tell the truth, and God bless them. But it's it's amazing that people were able to look at the crimes that both of these men exposed and say. Well, yeah, but they committed crimes in exposing those, so therefore we should just dismiss the whole episode. And 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 nothing's changed. With, yeah. You know, the NSA is still st- spying on us through our phones and our computers, and could probably probably listening to us live right now. They're our only live audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you doing there, Evan McMullen? Good to see you. Possibly, it's a it's a it's a high possibility, a probability even. <clears throat> But the, the crimes, like, if that didn't start an American revolution, nothing will. And, we, you know, the COVID uh, 
stuff didn't start a revolution. And maybe that we've postulated that they want us to start a revolution so they can crush us. Right. If you're a, if you're a whistleblower, basically the way it's set up now is that if you want to do this legally, you have to blow the whistle through a channel and through a process <laughs> that is going to be um that's going to bring to attention whatever wrongdoing you've found to the to your higher ups and other parts of the governmental machine. It's like it's it's like having um it's the fox doing the investigation as to who's pilfering mm -hmm. the, the chickens, who's 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 pillaging and, and pilfering the eggs, right, and eating all the chickens. That's that's essentially what we're doing. Is we're having the the uh, the the per perpetrator investigate their own crime, right? Well, that we had a whistleblower in the LDS Church recently, and he got the Snowden treatment, right? People said, oh, he's in it for the money. Shame on him. Well, he went out to the press, right? It wasn't the church investigating itself. Right. If, if you, the, anybody but, that brings anything up in the church without bringing it up to the media, you're never going to hear anything about it But at the all. point being is people dismissed what he revealed and just attacked his character. Well, he's just trying to get rich. Well, maybe, but let's maybe look at these documents he's got here. Oh wow, these are interesting. Yeah. And and none of those allegations or none of the stuff he revealed has has been debunked. In fact, it's been acknowledged. Yeah. Well, that, they consider the yeah. matter closed. We, they paid the fine. Well, and that was just one small part of it. The SEC finding was one small sliver of Right, this. right. I mean, this whistleblower has a 100 plus page document outlining a lot of different things. Have you been through that? I've been through a lot of it. Yeah. And it's like, you read it and you go, these aren't, this is not my father's Oldsmobile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but in the church, like the cognitive dissonance is just like partisan politics. There's going to be Democrats who, you know, who look at this January 6th footage and go, uh-uh, that's not, I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. These aren't the droids I'm looking for. Right. No, those people are violent. Look at them. They're violent. And there's going to be, and, and also Republicans, never Trump Republicans, you know, like Liz Cheney, he, she countered back with, no, here's the greatest hits and showed some. Yeah, some of the scattered, seemingly didn't really violent help her cause, stuff. though, because what it showed was the cops causing problems. And also a bunch of federal agents causing problems. Yeah, agent provocateurs provocateuring. But people are going to, are looking, you know, people in the church are going to look at the, the, whistleblower the financial whistleblower and go no th these documents don't exist this didn't happen and, well, it, and it's just it's, it's it's a product of human nature right the cognitive dissonance we're willing to put ourselves through in order to make sure our comfortable existence continues yeah. well as you know i'm of the opinion that the scale of corruption is incredibly vast it's incredibly deep because one of the data points that is evidence of this is the fact that if you're working for any big corporation or the government or whatever you have essentially confidentiality agreements you sign uh, an agreement that you won't mm -hmm. expose any of this information you're basically mm -hmm. and then the the idea is that well 
um, at least the the common law understanding is that well, if it's immoral or illegal, you have a right and a duty to expose it. But the way that the agreements are written, you're essentially um, cornering yourself, painting yourself into a corner, and you're going to face first the loss of your job, then legal re- repercussions, and then then you have to be vindicated in some. Uh, public court of public opinion. I don't know how you get vindicated. You know, you don't, you're never going to get your job back, but your, your, your chances of um, succeeding at the movie style ending, you know, how usually at the end of one of these movies, somebody faxes a bunch of stuff to the, to the press and it gets published and then they get off or whatever, or they get, mm-hmm. uh, they free themselves from the, the, Right, the difficulty that they're facing as the protagonist in the movie script, right? Um, I'm thinking of Born Identity, right? At the end of it, she sends Pamela Landy sends all the documents in via fax to the to the news, and then they're going to report on it. The news is in on it. The news is it. They're a huge <laughs> yeah. part of it. So that's why WikiLeaks was so important. That's why Assange was so important. He was reporting things they weren't willing to report. The the reason that Drudge Matt Drudge got traction initially was because he was the only person willing to report on the Monica Lewinsky scandal. That's why it broke, because none of the outlets were willing to publish it. So he started the Drudge Report, which became massive, and, all because he broke the truth. And compromised. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, if 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 you're going to blow the whistle, and this is the this was the problem with COVID and vaccinations or whatever, the doctors had the same problem. If you wanted to blow the whistle or go against company policy, you first of all, first and foremost, you were going to lose your job, mm-hmm. and you were going to be despised and uh, destroyed in front of all your peers professionally. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Then if it's a governmental thing or, you know, if you work for uh, a military contractor, you're going to go to jail for exposing their secrets. That's the most likely outcome is you will spend time in a federal penitentiary for exposing their secrets. And so there's, there's literally no chance that these secrets are going to be exposed even when they are monumental. I mean, the fact that Snowden did what he did is, I mean, that's, that happens once every 50 years right? in a country of hundreds of millions of people. It's like winning the lottery. Right. We, we got, <laughs> we, uh, the people won the lottery when that guy came out and, uh, but then we had, the, but then we, we got the money from the lottery and realized it was fake because nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was some show trials and it's kind of like, you know, Fauci goes and sits in front of Rand Paul and it's this big show trial. And then Fauci looks terrible and, and Rand Paul grills him. And then they Fauci Me- goes back home to his high paying job. And Me- meanwhile, the lemonade, meanwhile, and, the lemonade campaign continues. Right. Like there's no like accountability going in front of Congress and being having to answer some tough questions is not accountability. Accountability is going to jail for when you commit crime. Yeah, having them take his ill-gotten gains. That's usually right. what happens when you commit a crime and they convict you of it. They take away your ill-gotten gains. Right. 
And it's selective. And they make, the way they try they to make this. restitution. They try to give it back to the people you've defrauded. It's like Sam Bankman freed. Fried. Fried. He's not freed. He's fried. He's fried. They, they hold him accountable, but it, it seems like he's just a bag man for a, a giant money laundering scam. Yeah. And uh, this stuff, when you really get down to it, the January 6th footage, the fact that it was so widely and in a coordinated fashion misused, abused, the fact that they've been able to do the whole lemonade campaign and convince the normies or 80%. Is it eight, I don't even know if it's 80%. I want to say it's 50, 40, 50, 60%. The problem is that there's a whole middle section. If you look at you look at the spectrum of people, there's just a bunch of people who are just going along to get in, get along, and they think that the, 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 it's the ants thing, right? They yeah, think but, the grasshoppers but are still in control, and, and they, they would probably be willing to sway to the truth. But if, they're as useless as a true believer. It's like, how many people did you meet that said, oh, I know it's stupid to wear these masks, but I just do it because, you know, my employer asked me, or the state president asked me, or it's just, you know, I just want to cause a scene. It's like... Well then, you're useless then, because you're you're still wearing the thing which perpetuates the lie. Right, they're ants, and the problem right. is they haven't been presented with uh, a problem, uh, a conundrum, a or a line in the sand that was um, important enough for them to have a spine yeah, to grow and, a and spine. Look where, right? look where it's gotten us. It's like, it's the boiling of the frog, right? We're slowly boiling and the gay frogs. Yeah. But my point was the fact that all this is going on makes the satanic ritual abuse allegations seem plausible. far more plausible. <laughs> right. Likely is the word that I want to use. Very likely. We, we have... Okay, that came out of, no, out of nowhere, so you got you probably should fill in our, our listeners why, why that's on your mind. Well, it's dark. It's dark. It makes things like... It's um, extremely It makes dark. things like Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut not look like um, fiction. Mm -hmm. This is... Well, it's it's it, he died right after making that. In fact, he hadn't even finished the film before he died, and that's totally normal. <laughs> was surprised. he healthy? How old was he? He's not healthy, but I'm surprised that movie even made it to the theaters. That that's uh, go investigate that if you're over the age of 26 or something like that. But uh, <laughs> the and the satanic ritual abuse stuff is is similarly salacious. But the idea is that there is a dark side, a dark underbelly to our society that is really alarming. And well, yeah. we have talked about the ritual abuse before. We've talked about David Levitt before. The reason this comes up is because there were the, there were some recent podcasts. Uh, one was on uh, Michelle Stone's podcast. She's the lady that does all the polygamy. 132 questions. 132 right? questions, yeah. And I haven't seen that one yet. And then I haven't seen that, but there was some on the We the People podcast. Mm -hmm. We are the people, right? We are the people, Utah. Is that yeah. the name of their podcast? Yeah. We've linked to them before. They do a, they do a decent job. They're trying. <laughs> I, I will put a link. Yeah, I will put a link to their first episode, the first episode that I watched at least up. A, a friend, a listener of the podcast sent these to me and asked if we looked into this before. And we have talked about it before on the podcast, on our podcast. But there's a reporter named Go L that 
they had on. And I thought the first couple of hours I listened to where they just let him talk and I didn't see the next one, which you, maybe you can give us some details on that. Uh, but, yeah. but I thought that it was a, the best overview I've seen that relates to the depth and, um, the 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 uh, details the over the overall details of what has probably possibly been going on in Utah. He made a great case because he he started with this Hamlin character who who's the guy that is uh, David Levitt wanted to distance himself from. And I am he, not a cannibal. He demonstrated he demonstrated what the court had accepted as fact during his divorce proceedings, and then showed how nobody was prosecuted for this. The man had it was accepted as fact that he had had raped his daughters, right? Mm-hmm. And they even had him admitting and apologizing on tape, and then he was never prosecuted for that. He just simply went away. He got a divorce, and that was it. He didn't. Like wasn't most he, of those people go to jail. Wasn't he recently arrested though? I don't know. But not for that. Not for that stuff. This was like 20 years ago. Right. No, nothing happened. No, a lot of this, this Goel figure has done a lot of research on this. And he's, he was saying and, he doesn't publish anything until he has three sources. Well, and his research so, is, it, most of what he's published and where he's getting his conclusions from are from the court documents, from testimonies given in court by the three Hamblin daughters. And they make some claims that are outrageous. And and if they're true, then there is a serious, seriously awful situation here in, in the state of Utah that implicates people that you know. That you <laughs> what's, what's interesting is he was talking about how you cannot like he's like he said. Look, these people that participate in this, that he, they call it the LDS Church of Satan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These people that participate in it, you would you would not know them talking to them. Like you would not, right? If you interact with them on a superficial level, you, there's no way you're going to be able to tell that this is going on. Their bl- their goal is to blend in, right? Right. And they name names in this pot in the in the in yeah. the episode. Oh yeah. But David Levitt's one of the names we've talked about him, and his, <laughs> he's like the his bizarre, the most bizarre, his bizarre buffalo for child, and he's they and he's a lightning rod. There's for this. more to that that we didn't that I didn't know. I learned some stuff about that whole transaction. You mean the transaction with the Indian child? Yeah, which he then ferried off to Scotland, where he. Oh, no. so the kid's in India, in Scotland now. Apparently, if the kid's still alive. Renovating a castle. Who knows? Because David Levitt is accused of some incredibly dark and disgusting things by these Hamblin sisters in these documents, including murder, cannibalism, ritual sacrifice, He was named. Rape. His, name, was his named. name was named. And it, it's really bizarre because, remember... David Levitt had an unprovoked Outburst, press conference yeah. where he was not named by as a suspect by anybody. No one knew his he was associated with this. He has a press conference where he says, "I'm not a cannibal," and it's like no one asked you if you were. To 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 remind everybody of the sequence of events, it was earlier this year. Mike Smith, the Utah County Sheriff, was it was it last year? It was last year. They, Mike Smith, the Utah County Sheriff just had a press conference and he said, hey, we're uh, looking into some allegations of sexual ritual abuse is the way they termed it. With Hamblin. 
with this guy. The, they kind of reopened the case, the Hamlin case, uh, looking at all this old evidence. Some other things had come to light. And they said, if you have any evidence, please come forward. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. They didn't name any names other than Hamlin and uh, gave some some overall details about what they're looking for. The very next day, David Levitt, the Utah County attorney, goes on a rampage. The brother of Mike Lemon, the former governor of Utah, right, and right. current president of the Tabernacle Choir. Okay. <laughs> Just throw that out Just there. throwing that out there that that's who his family is. Their father, Dixie Levitt, was a cr- incredibly powerful in and this stuff, it turns out this stuff is very generational. Like people... Allegedly. Allegedly, these these things have been going on for generations. Family Families participating in it, inducting their families into this stuff, mm-hmm. abusing their children, etc. Anyway, the very next day after the, after the Utah County Sheriff says he wants more information, the Utah County Attorney says, explodes... And, and has a press conference, a preemptory p- press conference, trying to uh, convince everybody that he's not involved when he, his name was never named. I'm not accountable. <laughs> and, he, and he tells the Utah County Sheriff he needs to you know, it, uh, resign. And he said, you're just tampering with the election because David Levitt was up for re-election. Yeah. And, and the, this came out before the election. And then he absolutely got creamed in the election. Yeah. And then disappeared. And, and then he to moves Scotland. to Scotland. I think he threw the election. I think he realized that he needed to get out of Dodge. Well, the thing with Hamlin was, uh, if you watch the first, uh, and I'll link to this podcast, that first two hours where the guys let Goel kind of lay the whole case out, which mm-hmm. is the best. This podcast was one of the best overall um explanations of the problem it was a good overview where they allowed the reporter to make his case and and show who was involved and why uh why this is so bizarre and why why it's so significant you know Mm -hmm. from a from a legal standpoint what what has been disclosed in the courts and and he doesn't Speculate a lot. This, yeah. This well, reporter. it's the, again there are allegations, but these are these are documents or 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 facts that the courts have accepted as true. Is like in the in the divorce proceeding mm-hmm. of of Hamlin, they accepted certain things as fact, but then nobody ever did anything about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was prosecuted. So he he lays the case out, and and does a great job. But um, the second one is even worse when it comes to like the stuff being alleged or uh, the accusations made it's it it brings a new it paints a new light you can't paint light but it puts a new light on this adoption of David Levitt who who remember the this this native girl the Cheyenne girl she doesn't have a she doesn't exist right like officially She's born on a reservation, probably doesn't mm-hmm. have. And he went up there and got her that day. Well, he, and, but let, let me back but, up just a little but, bit. But hold that thought. Because okay. the, the reason I, I, I was trying, what I wanted to do was just point out that the reason Hamlin was cut loose from the group was because he was behaving in a way that was going to expose them. These people operate in secret. They value the secrecy uh, above all, right? 
And right. so because he got too reckless, that's why all these things came to light. That's why he was essentially cut loose. He tried to start a... Uh, a competing or a, a, a or well, get involved his, in a different group down in San Pete Valley, and his daughter spoke and, up, and, and so he he was deemed uh, dangerous to their whole enterprise. But so they they essentially excommunicated him from their church, mm-hmm. the LDS Church of Satan. This is the way they call it, right? But. Not, you know, there was no, no other prosecution, and all it seems like all of the trails end. Everything just stops, right? So the, the, the further and broader investigation can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the implication is that high-level people in um, law enforcement and in the courts are involved somehow, and therefore nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it appears the same type of thing has happened with David Levitt. He's gotten too weird for them, and he's then exiled to Scotland or something like that. Uh, I think he's right? fleeing. He's fleeing them or he's fleeing public scrutiny? Maybe both. I think he's continuing their stuff over in Scotland. But, uh, but the, pattern, the pattern looks but, like you, you know, if you get too much attention, you're out, right? You're out of the, out of the spotlight. So, but also, look, uh, you, you didn't see the second episode yet where he is accused. He, he is accused of going down to the to the Green family, the polygamous family. Remember Tom Green? He he made some press in the Utah around the Olympics, hmm. and he was a he was like had to be swept under the rug because the world was watching. Hmm. Tom, uh, David Levitt is accused of taking one of the Green boys. Who again? These people don't exist. Well, they have legally. the polygamists have a surplus of boys. Right, they're useless. Right, they're competition. And they don't exist. Legally, they don't exist. Social security numbers, things like that. Well, they don't have birth certificates. They, they, right, they don't exist legally. So there's no record of one going missing. Right. right. The if, allegation, you don't, if, you don't report, if you don't report the birth to the Utah or to the county recorder or whatever, you know, the state's not going to have a record of your child. The allegation was that David Levitt went and got a boy from the Green family. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 murdered and sacrificed him in a in a ritual that the Hamblin girls or one or one or two of them I can't remember exactly how were forced to participate in and were forced to help murder this kid and that brings like a new light on his adoption of this native girl who again records are sketchy he goes up there and somehow figures out how to get her that day. You don't adopt a kid like you go down to Walmart and pick up a, a, a TV. Well, if there's no... But that's what happened. If there's no uh, documentation for the kid, that's right. the possible. And that's he went up possible. and he bribed the Indian, uh, the president of that tribe, yeah, and bribed K- him. And uh, promised. K- was it KSTU Fox that had the investigative reporter... Um, Adam Herbert's Herbert's story on it, and David Levitt's and, and on camera. He's laughing about it. He's in a, and this he isn't. Admit, a, he admits it on camera. This isn't a leaked audio recording or something or some cell phone video. This was a sit-down interview with proper lighting and everything. He knew he and he recounts the tale, right? And he, he we've linked to that before. We have, and it's crazy. But then, if if these things are. If these allegations are true, it's or even partial, even close. It's 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 shocking, and um, it and it's like why why would anybody talk about this? Why, what's the whole point? If they're 
It's like it's happening in high places, right? It's spiritual wickedness in high places right here in the state and implicates people you know. And it's it's artists and musicians and there's another name that comes up uh Gordon Bowen, you know, do some homework on that guy. He he has friends in high places. Very high places. I mean, he he uh he was instrumental in the marketing of the 2002 Olympics and the people that were involved with that. You know their names. He was allegedly given $20 million to create a film, which uh, I'm very curious about. <laughs> $20 million by the church. The LDS church paid him $20 million to create a film about the Savior. And he created it, and it's uh, salacious and homoerotic and bizarre, and allegedly that film exists out there somewhere. And the church paid this guy after he'd been excommunicated, by the way. He's been excommunicated from the LDS church for pedophilia, Many years, right? homosexuality, and rape, and all kinds of mm-hmm. things. And years after this, he'd, you know, he'd still continue to work with the church. There's even, I think, I think he was involved in the new logo design. This guy's a background in marketing and worked for Ogilvy Math and whatever, you know, uh, these, these big time ad agencies. And uh, this stuff is it's creepy, it's gross, and it involves people of tremendous influence and power in our state. And I think it's important to figure out if it's real or not. And you remember the, the satanic panic in the 80s had a lot to do with this. We have the Pace memo <clears throat> where... That's another thing. We've brought that up. Glenn Pace was commissioned by the church. Glenn Pace was at the time a, a 70. Uh-huh. And he was commissioned by the church to investigate this because there's all these claims in the 80s of this SRA. And his investigation was shocking. And if you read the Pace memo, you can... See you can pick up on his shock in his results where he's like, I interviewed a lot of people and they all, this stuff checks like out. Like hundreds of people. Yeah. And he, he even says like, I can't even document everything I found out. It's too hard. It's, it's heartbreaking. And, but all of this stuff adds up. This stuff is out there. And then what happened to Pace? He got exiled to Siberia or something. He got sent to man a radar station in Siberia. <laughs> Yeah, and the the memo was buried and never spoken of again because it painted uh, a I mean he I don't know if the the people who commissioned him to do that expected him to say there's nothing to see here. Well, it just it just painted the church in a bad light and it's it's like, you know, we're that can't be happening in in this church, you know. Well, it, it is happening. I mean, we know for a fact that abuse is happening because there's the documented cases of it, and people have been arrested and thrown in jail. If you, if you listen to or watch the first um, podcast, the podcast link that I'm going to put on the website page, there were two stake presidents that were named that were implicated, like pro, yeah. presidents of the Provo stake, possibly right. three, one in right. Alpine, right? Like that. There were the, the names that were named were like people who had ascended to high-ranking office in the church and, were pro- and business pro- and were prominent in their communities. Yeah. back then, and it reminded me of uh, Colorado Springs this year. David McConkie, 
who had that's been another a, thing the McConkies came and up. he wasn't necessarily involved in that case that he was arrested for wasn't necessarily SRA but it was abuse and this guy's been arrested and this is the grandson of Bruce R McConkie this well is, how do you know that it's prominent families just because it, it, they didn't say SRA well, doesn't right, mean I don't that there know, wasn't ritual but, abuse but right. the question is but the McConkie family came up not Bruce specifically yeah came up in these things and it it, it it's just there's a web here. No, and the, qu- and it's, the question it's, is, what the heck is going on? How deep does it connect, go? You start to yeah. connect dots. And like you opened up with, or because of all the other stuff going on in the world and within the church and within the Utah political scene and the national political scene and other things that you hear about, like Pizza Kate and things like that, you start to think, this doesn't all sound very far-fetched, especially when you start to understand and see the character of these people and the way they lie and the way they lie for each other, and the way they protect each other, and the way they behave in public, you think, if you're publicly doing this, what are you doing behind secret combination doors? Mm-hmm. Well, society operates, like our, our, the, the way that um, you're able to have peace and prosperity in a society is you have a certain level of trust, right? Trust amongst people, and uh, trust in the law and the the legal system and the systems that allow you to um, resolve disputes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when the trust in those mechanisms breaks down, the whole thing breaks down. The right. economy breaks down. Everything comes to a screeching halt. It's like uh, uh, trust is a is the oil or the grease that oils the machinery of society. And when that grease is gone you know and respect for you know trust in the law trust that the the legal system will work it out when that is gone then the just like the gears in a machine or an engine that's uh you know Mm -hmm. firing uh, uh exploding all the cylinders causing the work to be performed if it has no oil that engine will ultimately seize up. Does it seize up the minute the oil is gone? No. It will run for a minute. It mm-hmm. will go on trying to work, and it will cough and sputter, and then it just seizes up or blows itself up. Mm-hmm. You know, something catastrophic happens. It seems, it just feels like we're on the cusp, but we've been feeling like that for a while. You know, I know, again, here, it's another black-pilled episode <laughs> of the Mind Virus show, but it's like, how long can this go on? And, uh, you know, I want to quote from Ether again, Ether chapter eight, because we're dealing with secret combinations. It's not, we don't need to worry about the SRA stuff. We can just look at the January 6th thing of which the footage has been released. You can watch that. Right. right. You can verify that for yourself. <clears throat> if you didn't believe all the eyewitness reports and all the, you know, everything that was uh, available on January 7th. You can uh, you can go watch it for yourself now. Spend forty thousand hours of your precious time <laughs> reviewing all of it. Did you get to get a hundred percent? Going to be real boring. Accurate. Yeah, all you're going to see is a bunch of people getting paraded through the Capitol by police. Right. Okay. But what we we know that we're dealing with a secret combination. There was one clip. or multiple. Combinations. There was a clip that was interesting, where a guy was in handcuffs released and then fist bumps the cops 
What was and, that all and, about? And people are speculating that maybe he was. Oh, an a, agent a provocateur. Fed, yeah. Uh, an agent provocateur who was either arrested for show or just accidentally swept up in the mm-hmm. net. And he's like, no, 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 guys, guys. Check my ID. Blackbird flies at midnight. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, g- he Kishkuman gives the <laughs> password. <laughs> right. Well, we've talked about this before. Ether chapter 8, verse 24. The only thing you're supposed to do, the Lord commands you when you see these things come among you, to awaken to a sense of your awful situation because of this secret combination which shall be among you. Or woe be unto it because of the blood of them who have been slain, for they cry from the dust for vengeance upon it and also upon those who built it up. Who's you in that? Who? Oh, ye Gentiles, verse 23. Okay, Gentiles. So who are the Gentiles? Uh, uh, basically anyone reading the Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh, ye Gentiles. Who, who reads the Book of Mormon? Well, Mormons don't. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but but this Mormons, isn't, Mormons I think believe we, the warnings are for the Protestants. We read this, we... The LDS, the only people on earth that believe the Book of Mormon. Well, we read it once every four years, and we gloss right. over it quickly. But we read this, and we and we think it's for somebody else. But then we also say the Book of Mormon is written for our day. It's for us. It's a it's a it's a book for us. I think celestial. <laughs> so who 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 are who's supposed to awaken to this sense of our awful situation, and who will this conspiracy be among? Somebody else. The Protestants. Somebody else. The Jews, the Palestinians. The mafia. Sicilians. It's ISIS. The Sicilian it's talking mob. talking about ISIS. It's talking about the Sicilian mob. It's talking about Compton, Los Angeles. <laughs> the gangsters. The OGs. The rappers. Now, the, it's wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto us, unto Bobby Flood and Jordan Bruno, that thereby they... Bobby Flood and Jordan Bruno may repent of our sins, dramatically change our hearts and minds, and suffer not that these murderous combinations shall get above you, which are built up to get power and gain. Well, it's too late for us because they are already above us. And so therefore, in verse 24, when you see these things come among you, you need to awaken to a sense of your awful awful situation because of the secret combination which shall be among you. Shall is a legal term meaning it will happen. Mm-hmm. Or woe be unto it because of the blood of them who have been slain, for they cry from the dust for vengeance upon it and also upon those who built it up. For it cometh to pass. And this is the part that I wanted to point out because this is not a, this is not a negotiable point. The Lord basically says, and this again is Moroni uh, instructing us, It comes to pass, it will happen, that whoever buildeth it up seeketh to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries, and it bringeth to pass the destruction of all people, for it is built up by the devil who is the father of all lies. So what what are we dealing with with the January 6th stuff? Lies. Lies. This is, we can't, we can't call it an accident, okay? You can't call Liz Cheney I mean, that's, what's, that's what got her ratioed on Twitter for, for posting again it's her what, greatest hits, she, right? Her, her insistence on, this, on perpetuating this lie 
It cost her her seat. Their life. She lost her election by like 60 points. Right. And she. So people are waking up. She blamed her constituency. Right. Dumb Wyoming hicks. Dumb same questions. Pe- the same people who put her into office. They were smart then, though. <laughs> These people are liars. Oh, oh, yeah. They're all liars. They lie with impunity. And, I, and it's not just the people in Congress. It's not, uh, there's, there's people in your communities that are lying to your face every chance they get because they are hiding behind their lies so they can get power and gain. What are the first three verses of the Doctrine and Covenants say? Section one. You want me to read it? Sure. The first three verses of section one of the Doctrine and Covenants, 1831. Hearken, O you people of my church, saith the voice of him who dwells on high and whose eyes are upon all men. Yea, verily I say, hearken ye people from afar, and ye that are upon the islands of the sea, listen together. For verily the voice of the Lord is unto all men, and there is none to escape, and there is no eye that shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. And the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow, for their iniquities shall be spoken upon the housetops, and their secret acts shall be revealed. That's an odd way to start the Doctrine and Covenants. But there it is. Their secret acts shall be revealed. And this is addressed to us, specifically. You can't pawn that off onto the Protestants or ISIS or whoever you want to make you feel better. Hearken unto the people of my church. This is the Doctrine and Covenants. This is interesting. The, we've talked about how we're in the telestial kingdom, right? The furthest away kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it describes the people in section 76, uh, starting in verse 99, 98, right? 97. That's 98. Anyway, it talks about the glory of the celestial kingdom being where the stars differ from one another as one star differs from another in glory, right? This is how it is in the celestial world. This is the world we're in, right? These are they who are of Paul, Apollos, and Cephas, some who say they are of one, some of another, some of Christ, and some of John, and some of Moses, and Elias, and some of Isaiah, and some of Isaiah, and some of Enoch. But they received not the gospel, neither the testimony of Jesus, neither the prophets, neither the everlasting covenant. So basically, these are the people who follow the prophet, any prophet, but don't receive. When it, when it says the testimony of Jesus, what that means is Jesus is vouching for you, mm-hmm. meaning you have done what he commands of you. And... Um, Anyway, it says that these are those who will not be gathered with the saints. So that's a future statement, right? Last of all, these are they who will not be gathered with the saints to be caught up in the, unto the church of the firstborn and received into the clouds. So you can't, it is so important not to be caught up in this kind of celestial behavior because you cannot escape. These are they who are liars, and sorcerers and adulterers and whoremongers, but it comes back to it and says, and whosoever loves and makes a lie. These are people who um, they, they are okay with the deception. They, I don't want to say they love it. I mean, it says loves and makes a lie. What does that really mean? Loves and makes a lie. 
Well, Does it mean it, they love making lies? Yeah. Is, is that what it I think sounds it loves, like? They love lying. They love the fact that they can deceive people for power and gain. Yeah, but uh, also, is this, is this the normies? Because, you know, those, it says the, some of Isaiah, some of Elias, some norm, of John, I, I some of Moses. It's, it's the Solzhenitsyn idea that I'm going to paraphrase, where he's like, let the lie exist, but not through me. Right. Like the people who just, again, it's the people who said, they well, embrace the I, lie. I know the mask's probably not doing anything, but I, you know I don't want to rock the boat. Or my stake president asked me to do it. The prophet asked us to do it. To me, those people are as bad as the people telling the lie because they're letting, they're perpetuating it. Now, would you say now that to pe- somebody? Would, would you say that to somebody who's perpetuating the lie? I mean, like the people that go along with it. Like if in it depends your depends on the relationship with that person, but. I mean, I did because say this that is to some people. These are the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. They're the people these that you meet are the each people day in your neighborhood, right? But yeah, there's and there's certainly there's well, lies deceive people, and people can be deceived. This is hard because it's the people you're going to see at Thanksgiving, right? Some of them, some of them, maybe. Yeah, it's the people that you're going to see at church, and it's the. Yeah, and, and, and it's not like you're not going to get up maybe in sacrament and say you're all stupid liars. Well, I think that's, I've pointed it out before. <laughs> I think that's what got people like um, Abinadi killed is right. because they said the true meaning of repentance, which was, no, you guys are lying or you're, right. you're fooling yourselves, you're deluding yourselves, you need to but I, massively change your hearts and minds. I've had Otherwise, conversations you're be destroyed. with people that I have a good relationship with and said, you know, the, the, the masks aren't doing anything. And sometimes I'd try to have some humor. One of the lines I would go to is if, well, if the masks work, why don't they work? <laughs> and, but then there was da- there's data, right? Like Tom Woods, who's a libertarian writer and commentator, uh-huh. really sharp guy. One of my, one of, one of my uh, he helped awaken me to the sense of my awful situation. He had a quiz you could take. It's probably still out there. We might have linked to this sometime yeah, in the I think past. We did. He had a quiz where you're supposed to point out on the graph of COVID cases where the mask mandate started and ended. And of course, you couldn't do it because it was completely arbitrary. It had nothing to do with the rise and fall of cases. But, but it depends on the relationship you have with people. And I think it depends on the, the nature of the lie. The masks is an easy one to point to because it was so evident right you know who believed the lie because they were wearing a mask it was very outward so what if what if we're deceived though what if they're right because getting the, getting the truth right is important right jesus claims to be the spirit of truth mm-hmm. i am the spirit of truth D- doctrine covenant section 93 i was in the beginning with the father and i'm the firstborn right mm-hmm. and uh john bore record of me etc etc this is uh, he says, man also was in the beginning with God. Intelligence or the light of truth, which was not created or made, neither indeed can it be. So truth, th- there's something critical about truth. Joseph Smith said Mormonism was all truth. It embraced all truth, which I wish we did. But, uh, you know, what if we're wrong? What if the mask people are right? What if the Liz Cheney's are correct? Well, There's an insurrection going on. By their fruits, you shall know them. And, the, and in March 2020 or April 2020, when the mask thing really started taking off, there's probably a lot of people who thought, well, yeah, we better try a mask. We're in an unprecedented novel pandemic. 
But in the case specifically of the masks, we've time has vindicated time and also studies and observation has vindicated what people then, people like me, were saying then that these masks are a joke. They're not doing anything. In fact, they're sinister. Time and also more evidence and investigation has vindicated the people on January 7th who were saying this was not an insurrection on January 6th. Time and research and observation has vindicated the so-called anti-vaxxers. Time has vindicated the 9-11 truthers, largely. It's been, you know, in, it, the, in the moment... Has it? I mean, but there are a lot of people who would say, no, not really, right? It, it, but there's, I think more and more people are realizing that the narrative fed to us in the fall of 2001 is, doesn't add up, right? More and more people than ever know about Building 7 and question that and, and, and are questioning the role of the media and the, and the governments and the intelligence agencies and, and all of that. The truth in the moment is hard, and that's why you have to have the spirit of discernment. That's why you have to live a life in pursuit of truth and, and receiving the testimony of Jesus. And that goes both ways. That means Jesus will testify for you or defend you when, well, you, when it comes time. He's supposed to be our advocate. That means he's going to defend us at some this, point. This is a difficult thing. It, it ought to be, the, like we're talking about salvation, which is to get to escape the fallen world, and exaltation, which is to rise to the level of the gods, right? This is a big mm-hmm. deal. This is a weighty, cosmically, the weightiest thing, you know, the most intense, epic thing that you could consider. And uh, I think that we, you know, we often look at God as if, well, he'll, he'll just beat us with a few stripes, right? Right. And in the end, it's all going to be okay. Paul says in Philippians 2.12, you know, um, you must work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. The, the discovery of truth is, a, is of cosmic import. I don't want to downplay it. And I, and I think it's important to realize we definitely could be wrong. And I'm sure there's tons of things we're wrong on. The point is, are we putting our trust in the Lord? You know, are we, do we know to whom we should look for our salvation? And are we really focusing on truth, you know, mm-hmm. the search for truth? Or are we just thinking, yeah, God will beat us with a few stripes. I, well, I go to church. I know who the, uh, you it, know, we're being taking a nonchalant approach or an attitude towards the idea that you are caught in the epic battle between good and evil. And it is of great important that you figure these things out. I think that's why what's so frustrating about the normies, quote unquote, or <laughs> people that, you know, don't want to talk about this stuff is it's like, no, 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 this matters. This really matters. Not only does it matter to, um, in a cosmic sense, which is sort of this ethereal, high-minded mm-hmm. idea that we often can't focus on. It matters to our daily life. It matters to whether people live or die. Right. You know, it matters as to who's in charge. Because as it says in uh, chapter eight of Ether, it leads to the destruction of the society. The devil will cause the destruction of the society. Well, we're living through that destruction because we're 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 lazy. We're spiritually lazy. And we just say, well, I'll just follow the prophet or I'll follow the government. Right. These I are mean, the liars, we, we, the sorcerers, the adulterers, the whoremongers, and whosoever loves and makes a lie. These are they who suffer the wrath of God on earth. And these are they who suffer the vengeance of eternal fire. These are they who are cast 
present tense, cast down to hell and suffer the wrath of the Almighty God until the fullness of times, when Christ shall have subdued all enemies under his feet and shall have perfected his work. That is what we're experiencing, and it's not good, and it's going to get worse. But who who could we trust more than Russell Nelson? And if <laughs> if we can't, well, boy, what a, but what a uh, life he's lived. You're quoting Sherry Dew now. Or no, something. I'm no, quoting, you quoting Elder Anderson. Elder Anderson, okay, okay. Who could we trust more than Russell M. Nelson? He's the Lord's prophet. And even if he weren't, boy, what a life he's lived. What? Well, that's the tweet that we alluded to last week. And he's on video saying, I, I fully expected when I heard that, I fully expected him to say, Who could we trust more than Russell Nelson? Well, the Lord, of course. <laughs> no, he just says, well, he's the Lord's prophet. And even if he weren't, which is a strange caveat, right? Right. Even if he weren't, boy, what a life. What? Uh, it's a bizarre thing. I don't know I, that anybody's I, even listening to that. I think that's just a... Uh, it, it's sort of a microcosm or a great example of this. That we're some of, some of Moses, some of Paul, some of Russell... That's what the situation we're in is Latter-day Saints. And I think we're missing the whole point, which is leading to the destruction of our society. Our society right here in Utah, but also as a nation, as Western civilization, right. people have abandoned God. You know, I've been listening more to this Return of the Gods uh, book by uh, Jonathan Kahn. And it's, it's great. And he's, he's laying out a case that because we've embraced the gods of the world, like Baal, that, we're, that the, the society's being destroyed. And uh, you see, we're living through this in real time. And, and boy, what a time to be alive. Well, I, but that doesn't mean we just go quietly into the dark night, right? We, we need to fight against this. We need to awaken to this awful situation. Yeah. And... The Lord's promised us that this will be screamed from the housetops. I don't know how that's going to happen or what that entails, but during during it's probably shattered from the housetops because you're not going to see it on KSL. During the height of the pandemic nonsense, I had a lot of conversations with people. For some reason, people were like, "Well, what do you think? You're you're into the conspiracy. You're the conspiracy guy." <laughs> and I would just turn it back on them and say, "What?" Do you, what does your gut tell you? What, are you? what do you feel in your bones was a phrase I like to use a lot. Because I think that if you're, if you're sincerely seeking truth, you'll literally feel it in your bones and in your guts and in your, your heart and your mind. It's like, what do your bones tell you? That it, is, is wearing a mask make you feel good? Does the vaccine, are you confident, you know, and, and things like that. Or, but then it gets cosmic really quickly, right? What's going on? Why did Moroni drop his trumpet? What, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what's going on in the greater world? Why is the whole world being masked right now? Why is the whole world being entrained to believe safe and effective, you know, together alone? All of these things. What, what do your bones tell you? And I, I would say that to the listeners too. Like, I don't know what the truth is. All I can do is pursue it as best as I know how. And what, you know, what, do, what do your bones tell you? What is the Lord trying to tell you? That's the big question. That's the great key, right? You can unlock that. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be all right. Well, uh, we kind of need to wrap up here, I think. But uh, right. 
my final thought would be simply look deep in, into those bones. What are your bones telling you? It, are we not caught up in an epic struggle between good and evil? And if that is the case, why would the situation be any less intense for you personally than to, the quest? Why would it be any less difficult than to try to discern some very difficult things? Why would it be any less difficult for the guy down the street, the people that you meet? You know, why? If it's really that epic struggle between good and evil, isn't the isn't the aren't the stakes really high? Isn't the potential for peril pretty high? I mean, cosmically high, not pretty high. That's understating it. Right? Why would it be any less intense than what we're talking about? Well, it's the whole purpose of our mortal existence is to survive and expose these uh, these these things, and then declare our loyalty to one side or the other. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody. I guess we'll just leave it there. Have, have, a, a, have, a, have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a Thanksgiving full of the three Fs, family, food, and football. If you're not into football, then you're probably not an American. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll no, see you next time, I guess. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank okay, you. bye.